Now, I am absolutely fascinated by Chris Dingles. I think they are both random and remarkable. They are really random. I mean, look at it. How on earth has that got anything to do with Christmas? It looks like a UFO. But it's actually really remarkable at the same time. Because somehow this orange, this ribbon, these sweets, the candle, uh, tell us something of the Christmas story. Not just the Christmas story of the birth of Jesus. It goes all the way back before anything was made. And it goes all the way forwards uh, to the cross of Jesus. It's really remarkable. And we all know that it begins with an orange. So you should have an orange in your bag. Oranges, great for throwing and catching. Great for eating, good source of vitamin C. Great if you've never played a game of 10-pin bowling in your kitchen. Get some plastic cups and go bowling like that. Oh, sorry, Kate. (laughs) I've got my giant orange this morning. It may not be edible, so please don't eat it. And the orange, first of all, reminds us of the world God created. That We have a God who made absolutely everything in the whole entire universe. I've got a challenge for you this morning. Who knows what the first word in the Bible is? Anyone know? Shout it out if you know. It's not. It's, God's, it's, it's one of the first. In. In. The first word in the Bible is in. It says In the beginning, God. In the beginning, before there was anything, there was God. And he created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, God made everything. Light, sky, land, seas, plants, trees, the sun, the moon, the stars, and animals. So, I hope you've been busy with your Play-Doh making some animals. Anyone want to bring their animal up and put it on my table here? Come and bring up your animal if you've made one. What have we got here? We have got a sheep. We have got a snake. I don't like snakes. They're scary. Oh, we've got a snake. Any other animals we've got? You can't karate chop the snake, no. What animals have we got here? We've got an, oh, we've got an elephant. I love it. And a, and a giraffe. What have we got here? What's that one? A puff adder. What is it with people making snakes? Uh, what, a fish? Is that a fish? That's an impressive fish. A dog. What have we got? Another elephant. What's that one? A human. Very good. What other? These are brilliant. Star, star, what is it? Starfish, it is starfish. Brilliant. What's this one? Another, what is with snakes? Oh, snake on a plate. It's better than that film, Snake on a Plane. Yes. Another snake? Oh. Brilliant. It's a lizard. Slightly better than a snake. And what have we got here? A worm. Thank you for saying it's not a snake. It's a worm. We've got an earthworm. What have we got here? What's that? A snail. What have we got here? We've got Jesus. Fantastic. And what's this one? And a little cross. Lovely. Fantastic. Brilliant. I think we've got one more. One last one. Come and pop it up here. What have we got? Another snail. Can we give him a round of applause? Fantastic. So just like everyone there has been making and creating something, uh, God did it as well. But God didn't need to use his hand. He just spoke. He said lights, and there was light. And he made the animals. He made each one of us. Do you know what my favorite animal is? It's a penguin. And this is the reason I love penguins so much. 
over the coming months, the few parts of Antarctica that are ice-free will be the stage on which five million Adelias will build their nests. To construct one, they need pebbles. And without a good-looking nest, a male will be unable to attract a female when they at last arrive. An impressive property demonstrates your worth as a mate. It takes stones of all shapes and sizes to build a decent nest, and finding ones that are just right is not easy. So some penguins turn to a life of crime. robbed seems unaware that the thief is just over his shoulder and looking for more. The thief's nest is coming along nicely, probably because he keeps a particularly sharp lookout for robbers. After all, it takes one to know one. I think that's my favorite clip from any David Attenborough show. Uh, God Made Penguins tells us that God is a God of fun and laughter and joy. I wonder this week how many of you had some amazing... This is my window one morning uh, this week. Uh, saw the amazing frost and snow patterns. Absolutely incredible. It tells us that the God who made everything is a God of beauty and creativity. And God made chocolate which tells us that we have a God who loves us and wants us to have nice things. So the orange uh, tells us uh, that God made everything. Each one of us here, he knows each one of us here this morning. He loves each one of us here this morning. And he made each one of us to know him, to love him, and to worship him. But there's more. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need a bit of help for this. Uh, because this is going to be the first ever game of Bible Ping Pong Keepy Uppy Challenge. Oh, so you're going to need a Bible, and I'm going to need some, some helpers, and I've got some ping pong balls. Uh, and if you want to come and join in my challenge, bring your Bible into the middle. Uh, I close it, hold it, you're going to need to hold your Bible. And I'm going to give you a ping pong ball. Have a ping pong ball. You keep your Bible shut. Okay. You want what? Here we go. Let's hope I've got. A... Oh, do you, should we add? Do you want to add your creation? Why don't you go and put them on the um, on the table? Uh, Nate, have you got? There we go. Oh, brilliant! There you go. You hold it. You gonna want one? Yeah, you got it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold that in your hand. Anyone else joining in? We're gonna. We're gonna hold that. Um, 
Come on, I feel this row needs to join in. Come on. You, you come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, get involved, get a Bible, get a Bible and a ping pong ball. Uh, who else am I gonna pick up? Uh, well, you're gonna, I've still got, I've still got six ping pong balls. There you go, here we are. Any others, some over here? Yeah, 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 I've got five. Brilliant, okay, there we are, very good. I feel you, come on, come on, I've got two between you. So you need to grab a Bible, you need to grab a ping pong ball. Okay, your challenge is to see how many keepy-uppies of your ping pong ball you can do before you drop it. Like that, count, and there's a prize for the biggest number. On your marks, get set, go! We've got two, anyone beat two? 15, anyone beat 15? You got eight, well done. 15 at the moment. I, I feel this, there's some serious competition going on over here. 13. I feel like we're going to hit 100 over here. At the moment, we've got... How many won over here? 80. 19. 20. I've run out. Could somebody, somebody's had a go. Let um, G have a go. Well done. Can I borrow your ping pong ball? You have a go. I think if you reach 100, that's uh, 100 and out. He's over 100 over here. Round of applause. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, Lizzie, can you collect in the ping pong balls for me? And of course, just so you know that God loves you and wants you to have nice things, if you get over 100, you get some chocolate coins. They get Oh, stolen by your brother. And go and have, do you want to go and have your seats? Do you want to come bring, you bring your animal up? Fantastic. We love some chaos. And we've got another animal. Fantastic. A penguin. Yes. You made my favorite. So why did we just play the first ever game of Bible ping pong keepy uppy? At best, we can keep a ping pong ball in the air with a Bible, maybe for more than 100 times. But eventually, we'll take our eye off the ball. We'll drop the ball. It will fall to the ground. Here's the thing with God. He never takes his eye off the ball. He never drops the ball. He never gets tired. He never gets frustrated. He not only made everything, he keeps everything going. And he gives us everything that we have. So we read in Psalm 147, who's ever seen a cloud? Yeah. Who's ever seen rain? Who's ever seen grass? Who's ever seen a cow? It says this, God covers the sky with clouds. He supplies the earth with rain. He makes the grass grow on the hills. He provides food for the cattle and for the young ravens when they call. We have a God who's made everything and gives us everything that we have. And the amazing thing about Christmas is the God who is that big became tiny and small. It was born a baby. And it's why with our Christingle, we don't just have an orange. We start to add in some sticks, don't we? And onto those sticks, we add different things. Uh, so in a moment, you'll get a chance to do this. Um, but these, these sticks and what we put on them remind us that God made everything and he gives us everything that we have. Uh, so I've got some things to add onto mine. Uh, in your packs, if you want to start finding the little cocktail sticks, and my top tip is add the raisins and sweets to the cocktail sticks first and then stab them into the orange. Brilliant. So hopefully now you might have something that looks a little bit like this. If you put your candle in, you've gone too early. You've gone too early. Get it out. We've got half our Christingle because actually so far we've only had half the story. Uh, 
as much as we know and experience the world to be a beautiful and a brilliant place full of amazing things, we also know that at the same time, the world is damaged, isn't it? And it's broken. Perhaps it's tempting maybe one year to replace the oranges that we have with one of these, a pear. Because actually, God's good creation has kind of gone pear-shaped. Things have gone wrong. And what's gone wrong? Well, we've gone wrong. In a world that God has made and filled with life, we're quite good at breaking things and destroying things. In a world where God wants us to have life with him, we turn our backs on God. We go our own way. We put anything, ourselves or anything other than God, at the center of our lives. And it's why bad things happen. It's why sad things happen. We, we, we might think we can live our best life, but without God, we can't. Now, God could have done a couple of things. He could have looked at the world he made and us and just, like, like I did the orange, roll it away, throw it away. But he doesn't. I guess God could have, if you look at your Chris Stingle now, he could just leave it. What happens if you left your Chris Stingle for, I don't know, a month? What would it be looking like? It would be pretty horrible. It would be rotting away. He could just let everything go bad, but he doesn't. God instead, because he loves us, actually came into the world to bring light and life. Now, every Christmas, uh, I reckon you'll hear maybe more than once at the start of John's gospel. John chapter 1, the opening verses, they're really famous. And we're going to hear them this morning. Uh, we're going to hear them read. In fact, you're going to help me read them. Uh, so first things first, just pop your Chris Dingles down and grab hold of a Bible, uh, one of the Bibles in front of you. And I want you to find page 1063. John chapter 1. So it's uh, 1063. And I'm going to need your help this morning reading these verses. I want you to be on the lookout for three particular words. Uh, they are the word word, the word light, and the word life. When you see them coming up in the reading, and it sounds like I'm about to say them, you need to join in and shout them out. Does that make sense? Good. You can do that. Uh, to remind us that God coming, well, he comes as Jesus, or as John describes it here in this passage, words. And he comes to bring light and life. So three words to shout when we get to them. Word, light, and life. Are you ready? Shall I try that again? Are you ready? Yeah. Good. In the beginning was the... And the... Was with God and the... Was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was... And that... Was the... Of all mankind. The shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the, he came only as a witness to the, the true that gives to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, 
To those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Well done. But you get the idea, don't you? Jesus' coming was momentous. He is the Word from God. Just as my words tell you something about me, so God's Word, Jesus, tells us what God is like, God himself. And he comes full of light and life. How many times were you saying light and life there? Lots of times. The birth of Jesus in the, into our world brings light and life to our world and to anyone who receives Jesus into our lives, which is why the next thing on our Christingle, and the foil is not symbolic, it just catches the wax, uh, is that you pop a bit of foil on the bottom of your candle. And then you pop your candle into the top of the orange, which should have already been cut for you. One of the reasons I love Christmas is all the lights uh, that get put on. And I just think it's so right. Christmas is about lights. It is about Jesus coming as the light of the world, uh, lighting up our lives so we know who God is. We know who we are. We know how life is meant to be lived. We also find out, though, the mess that we've landed ourselves in. Because we've not finished our Christingle yet. Just as a plant needs light to live, so we need God's light, Jesus, to live. What we need is, is somebody who came to sort out our mess, to sort out our lives, to do something unimaginably brilliant, unimaginably special. And that baby who was born gave up his life for us, his life for my life, his life for your life. The light of the world comes full of life, and he gives up his life to save us and to forgive us, which is why the final part of the Christingle that you're probably looking for right now, but you don't have it, is a red ribbon or a red piece of tape. And we wrap that around, uh, wrap that around our oranges, a reminder uh, that Jesus laid down his life. He shed his blood that we might be forgiven. Uh, so there are some rolls of red tape and um, scissors coming round. Uh, cut a strip and wrap it around at the center of your Christingle. So as you, as you finish your Christingle and as you hold your Christingle, you can, you can be reminded that we have a God who made everyone and everything. A God who gives us everything that we need for life. A God who, in Jesus, came as a light into the world to, to show us what, what things were really about. Um, a God who... In Jesus came to save us by giving up his life. That we might be invited to live with God again as his children. To be friends with God forever. How can we be sure about any of this? Well, because Jesus, when he laid down his life, three days later was raised to life again. And has defeated death and is alive today. And it means that if we've received Jesus, if we're a follower of him, uh, that we get to live in the light. We get to be people of light who get to hold out light to others and those around us.